Me like Durango. Now at my shows, I see more N words than Django. From Missouri, like Nelly, Jingy, and Chang Hang Low. But Kansas City, somewhere over the rainbow. I'm in your house, baby. I'm in your living room. Looking down your blouse, lady. And everybody is in tune. To check Nina, sex fiend, a threat to his and home. They got a beautiful woman and give him boom. They want to become about to be big and boom. Breaking into colored houses is hard, man. Cause everybody got. Hey, wait. Hey, wait. Hey, wait. Hey, wait. Hey. 
It must suck to be you niggas, cause it don't suck to be this rich. If you're not fucking with me, brethren, you can suck up on this dick. Man, I just get it how we get it where I saying like fuck what everybody doing we doing this that's the strange music spirit fuck you you own bullshit we're going this way that's the strange music spirit welcome to the 20th episode of the hip-hop reject this is your boy royalty and yo it's your boy young fly than the rest we are the hip-hop rejects and we are at all hip-hop podcasts and all we talk about on this podcast is hip-hop uh hip-hop culture you know, and sometimes we like to get off subject, but most of the time we talk about a lot of hip hop. So what's up, y'all? Man, same old, same old, a little slow, but hey, we we here to do the show, so let's get her done. Oh yeah, I know. You sound like a sound like somebody from Texas. So let's get her done. I'll be there shortly. <laughs> but man, uh, it's been a been a kind of slow week. Ain't been too much popping off on the hip hop scene. Been a couple things, a couple things we're gonna touch on this week. Some other things that kind of came to mind. Um, one thing in particular that went down today that's pretty cool. Um, want to get off the podcast. Uh, first starting off with um. Thank you again, like we always do. You know, thanking the listeners. Um, appreciate all you guys. You know, tuning in each and every week, uh, listening to us. Um, in addition to that, um, uh, thank you guys for all those who share the podcast. You know, on your social media and all that. And um, who else? Let's see what I got. Uh, thank you guys. And let's see. I'm trying to remember some of the top of uh, some of the top countries and cities that we had on. That downloaded us. Um, thank you guys in the UK once again, uh, Brazil. Um, of course, you guys in the states as always. Um, let's see who else. Let me pull up stats real quick, just to let's be real quick. Um, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Thank you guys. You guys huh? are. Wait, yeah, you, guys, you guys are number one, the number one city that plays the FI reject. So thank you guys. Oh, 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 hold on, take take it back, rewind. I ain't hear that town right. If I'm saying this right now, people in Wisconsin, correct me, correct me on on Twitter, or if you guys want to reach with the hip hop rejects, I'm reading this as Osh, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Like Oshkosh Bagosh. It looks like it. It looks very similar to it. Well, I'll be damned. Yep. You guys are there. The top city that's uh, playing the hip-hop rejects. Uh, this was, at least for this week, I know. Um, and not, I don't think this is, not, this is not the first time I've uh, seen this city on the, on the stats. So, thank you, guys. Uh, thank you, guys, in London. In London, in the UK. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys. And uh, I'm probably going to butch this. My people in Brazil, but uh, uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil, and uh, Bogota, Colombia. Thank you guys for uh, continuing to listen to us each and every week. 
truly, truly appreciate it. If I knew Portuguese, I would also relate that message in Portuguese as well to my Brazilian people in Colombia, but as well. So, yeah, my thanks also, man. Um, this is this is really humbling, man. So, I, I want to thank y'all because what y'all really don't know is that, and not to get too in depth into it, but the support from you all, the people around the world, is greater than y'all realize you know just that feeling of knowing that people that our voices are reaching around the world when it's places in the arms and arms length that are not on that list so we want to thank y'all from the bottom of our hearts like for real yeah really really appreciate also want to mention uh while i'm all the way on that subject as well. Uh, I want to thank all of the listeners on TuneIn, man. Since we since we've uh, showed up on TuneIn Radio, uh, our followers has been growing on a daily basis. Um, so far on TuneIn, we're at like uh, 200 followers, and we probably have only been on there for probably roughly maybe probably maybe two or three weeks. Um, so I truly, really appreciate uh, you guys on TuneIn. Shout out to all of you guys that continue to listen to us on TuneIn Radio. Really appreciate it. Um, and as a segue, as a segue for that, I uh, also want to um, mention to you guys where you guys can support us, support the podcast, keep it, keep things going. As we always say, um, how we get this to you guys every, each and every single week when we talk about hip hop. Um, it's not something that's free. It comes out of our own pockets to to give you guys our passion and our love for hip hop. Uh, you guys can hit us. You guys can go to our SoundCloud page. We have a PayPal uh, donation link. You guys can uh, donate whatever you guys feel feel you want to. Uh, you also have a link on there for the become a Patreon of Hip Hop Rejects and how that works is uh, basically each and every month select the dollar amount whatever you feel you want to give. And each month, it automatically takes that amount, uh, charges that amount to you, and it goes straight to the podcast and allows us to continue to do this show like we do every week. Um, in addition to that, another new thing we're doing, uh, we got Hip Hop Reject t-shirts on our Spreadshirt. Uh, you guys can check us out at uh, shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash the Hip Hop Rejects. Um, there's a link on, the, on our SoundCloud page as well. You guys can go check that out. Uh, copy guys a shirt and uh, also you guys you guys that cop a shirt from us uh, take a picture post it up on social media once you guys with the Hip Hop Reject t-shirt on and yeah we'll share it on the Facebook page and everything also as well on, the, Insta- on the Instagram and everything yeah so tag us so you guys pick up the Hip Hop Reject t-shirt tag us on Instagram tag us on Twitter um, we'll make sure we'll give you guys a shout out on the podcast righteous alright man uh, we got uh, let's get into some topics, man. Uh, first off, we got uh, we got the boy Pusha T. Um, those that don't know, he is the president of uh, Good Music, which is Kanye West's record label. Uh, Pusha T gives a lecture at Harvard University. Um, some of the things he touched on on his visit there, uh, Pusha T covers the you know the glorification of drug of the drug dealer lifestyle in hip hop. Uh, how gangster rap can be steered toward a positive and more social conscience, uh, in a more social social conscious way. Um, with that, um, 
with that with the and then he's not the first he's not the first uh, hip hop artist to to actually you know visit a university or a more higher end university like a Harvard University or anything like that. Uh, actually, Bum B here in Houston is actually a professor at Rice University, and he teaches uh, teaches hip hop. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Um, make reference to that anyway, but um. That's a big look for um, Pusha T because the greatest misconception of hip-hop is that it's not art. You know, some people don't see it as, don't see it for what it is when you really, what it started out is, it was painting a picture of your surroundings with words. And some people are very versed in that, but you know, you got some people who aren't. And it takes a real artist to to make others understand that you know you got some Picassos of the hip hop world and some Van Goghs and and, and people of that uh, nature of the hip hop world and it takes a student of the craft to in order to explain it and make others understand the what 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 artists have been trying to say for years. Right, right. Um yeah, man, I feel like uh, that's a good look, though, with Pusha T going to Harvard. I think um, a lot of colleges around around America need need to um, need to offer you know offer hip hop as a course um, because it is a, it's a form of music, just like when they teach you you know um, just regular you know modern modern music or anything anything of the sort you know. Um, Especially with, you know, for example, like music industry, music business, those are not very common um, courses for for students to take and things like that. I know, um, I think it's, I want to say, don't quote me on this, I think Columbia University in New York uh, has a hip hop course. I don't want to say, and I want to, yeah, I think I want to say that it is more likely correct that they do have one. Um, but yeah, more colleges need to follow suit with that. You know, getting hip hop artists to come in to, to talk to students um, in music classes, or just adopting hip hop as an actual curriculum uh, in the university, or even just offered as a uh, even just offering it as a form of form of major music business. Because I know me personally, um, that's my major, and I had to actually go um, to more of a technical college to. To actually go for that particular degree, so and it's not something that it was really during the time when I was going to school, was started school. Um, it's very hard to find. It's very hard to try to find those. It's very hard to try to um, find universities that offer that curriculum. So, yeah, um, if, if the college I went to would have had that, uh, had a course that was versed in hip hop. I'm pretty sure I probably would have changed my major and focused more on the music. But um, it was like when you when you go to college and you want to focus on music, it's more of a, of the classical type that you're going to focus on. And um, is it only in this day and age is hip hop starting to be recognized as? actual music by those in the um, higher up and that's because the generations are changing that's all 
So, you know, as time progresses and more um, generations and the generations continue to change, as long as hip hop is around, it's gonna get pop more popular and we, we will be, you know, seeing it evolve even further than it already has. Yeah, true that, true that, true that. Um, all right. Um, so Lil Wayne um, mentioned on an interview, he said that uh, Lil Wayne said doesn't he doesn't think anyone is trying to be the best rapper alive anymore. John, what do you think about that statement? Why don't you go first? Uh, how can I put this? I don't think nobody's trying to be the best rapper alive anymore. But at the same time, how can you have somebody trying to be the best rapper alive when not everybody practically sounds alike? All the new guys that come out practically sound alike. You got a few guys that's out there that sound different. Like, and it's the same names we we say all the time. You know, like you got J. Cole, Drake, you know, a couple other guys that Kendrick. They sound Kendrick, yeah. They all sound different. But then, you know, the majority of the class sounds the same. So, you know, they they're not focused on being the best anymore. They just trying to make a few bucks and the the fact of branding yourself and being distinguishable isn't priority anymore. They just want to get the women, get some money, get some clothes, cars, make a couple videos, and be out. That's what I see. That's that's what it looked like to me. I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah, with the best rapper live thing, uh, I agree with what you're saying about, you know, nobody's really trying to distinguish themselves. And make themselves different. Um, it also goes back to it also goes back to the record labels too, the A and R's who they're you know going after because they're going after you know who's hot on the internet and, and part of that is fault of you know the day and age that we're in as well. But who says you have to? you know, really pay attention to those people. Yeah, then you have X amount of viewers or X amount of hits on a video or whatever the case may be, but are they talented? You know, and me as me as a person, you know, with a passion for music industry and, you know, being part of music and hip hop culture, um, myself personally, when I get in when I'm in this, I'm in this from the beginning. Uh, how I felt was to I want to make history I don't want to just be you don't want to be just like a footnote in in the history book of hip hop and nobody right. and nobody's thinking in that mindset when they get into the when they get into the game it's like okay you gotta you gotta try to distinguish yourself and try to be different and how am I gonna break records how am I gonna make myself notice everybody's all about you know the hit on the radio and then they go. Right. And you know, I look at this too. Um, I think record companies have gotten lazy, whereas they don't want to take time to develop an artist anymore. They want the record, they want the ready made pro- um, product already. They, they just want to go and 
pick the person up off the shelf, you yeah. know. Yeah, they want to just yeah, they want to just pick them off the shelf, cut the check, and you know, and be and be done with it. And they want them already have a fan base, and right, and they don't want to have to promote mm-hmm. none of that. They want they want you to handle all that yourself, and that's that's why it's so. That's why the the industry is so watered down and mundane now, man. Because like everybody that that's unique isn't getting looked at because they may not meet that criteria of what the record company's looking for. Right. Every once in a while you'll see somebody pop up. But this is that was just like by the by the luck of the draw. Right. And it's like yeah, it's like a yeah, the ones that are really like the artists that are really, really special and that really mean something and that are really, you know, like that are constantly getting nominated like the J. Cole's, like the King of the Mars, um, like, you know, like those cats uh, to, to be an example um, those type of artists are you know they're being they're oversaturated with all the with all the all the whack rappers I give you an example if you guys go to go to our hip hop rejects Facebook page I put up a, a it was a it's a cartoon version of Sway with, with uh, Young Thug and Baby on Sway in the Morning other the other video that I have on that we had on on the Facebook page is the one of Rich Homie Quan doing a freestyle as well. You watch those two videos, man, and compare it to what we grew up on or what we, you know, how hip-hop was when rappers would get into the booth. Everybody was always willing to freestyle. Exactly. That was was the thing, man. You, you, You always wanted to you always wanted to get into it to you know that was that was part of the that's part of the game and now you got these rappers they can't they can't even they can't even spit because they put nonsense together to make a record exactly like i'm not the best freestyler in the world man but i know i could like spit better than them cats can man off the top of the dome like real talk if we had time I'll spit something out and I'm looking at the look on Roy's face and it, it's not finna happen right now maybe in another <laughs> show but you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm just looking at it like yo man these cats you can't even you like nowadays you ain't got real cats that can come that's in the game that can come off the top of the dome they can battle rap or they got a ghost writer or if you write something, it's something silly and dumb, and the only thing you can talk about is dope killing. You can't, you can't be versing, come up with some stuff like how common used to just come off the top of the dome and spit a fresh freestyle, or some uh, like how many of y'all out there used to rap, watch rap sitting in the basement with Big Tigger and how they'll go down in the booth and just freestyle at the end of every show, man. That was. That was the truth. Like, one of the greatest ones was Chameleon there. Then you had one by Tilt. You know, when he, he off the top of the dome, he went at Luda. You know, like, it, it's so many of them, man. And, and I'm talking about that's when the game was, like, real. You know, M got in there and destroyed the booth. You know, KRS-One got in there. I'm talking about, like, all the old heads, man. That's why I feel like they a lot of them don't have respect for you young cats out here in the game now. 
Yeah, you see a lot of them don't even like a lot of a lot of the artists you just named. Man, they don't collab with. They don't. The only the only the only artists that the old heads of hip hop all or the tenured hip hop artists they're collabing with are the Drakes, are the Kendrick Lamars, um, and J Cole. Those are the ones. Man, ain't nobody trying. Ain't nobody, no, nobody trying to do no record with. With no young thug, and the only, only way they probably are is because they're in Atlanta. Because you know Atlanta people do Atlanta do records with Atlanta people, so um, it's not to show no shade to them, you know. But um, but no, nah, man, it's just that you know I feel like right now in hip hop, you know, I feel like right now this period that we're in, I think we're just in like a slump as far as when it comes to just bad and whack artists because it's all over the internet it's all over social media it's all over places that are uh, all over groups and forums that the people that grew up on great hip-hop music the Tupac's the Biggie's the you know the KRS-1's the uh, you know list goes on and on but it's all over that it's just like you know and people just feel like it's like all the whack rappers are, are, are what's hot right now and uh, I think right now it's just a slump that you know that we're in in hip hop, and I have a feeling that eventually it'll go away and it'll get back to it'll get back to the point where we have we have great MCs and stuff like that. So um, we just honestly you just gotta weather the storm, and maybe we'll get back to that competitive you know that competitive spirit of of artists on you know artists that are wanting to be the Everybody wants to be the best. So. Yeah, man. But you know, it's it's until some some cats come through and make a major change, and the fans don't allow all this garbage coming out. You know what I'm saying? See, the thing is, a lot of these new kids they don't care about the lyrics. They just want something to ride to or something to dance to. Like to me, one of the worst things for hip hop was twerking. In which it ain't nothing but popping your ass, which been around forever. Yeah, since, but yeah, since two live crew, so it ain't nothing new. I you mean, yeah, around. but they dubbed it twerking, and it was just became the worst thing for hip hop because folks stopped caring about look, about about lyrics. You know, as long as a broad can pop her ass to it, or you know, these Migos and came up with this dab and stuff like, you know. They talking about that's a way of fashion. It's replacing swag. Listen, man, the word swagger is legendary, man. You can't come and create something new and think it's just going to catch on because a couple of niggas rocking around here putting they, looking like they sneezing all damn day. <laughs> that's exactly what it looks like. Um, like, man, I get, I get angry about this stuff, man, because these cats coming through and just want to just wanna rewrite the history books like, like they... Like they created this shit, man. It don't even work like that. Yeah, exactly. It's like they all, yeah. Everybody wants to, you know, they want to come up. They want to come up with a, you know, with a, with some type of some form of dance to go along with the record. It's like, man, just make music. Hey, recording show or so. Just make, just make music, man. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that's what it, that's what the hip hop culture is all about, man. Just just make music. I mean, if you come out of it with a dance record, then cool. But if not, then I mean, you know, just just go in and just you know, just want to want to create, and just crank out music. And 
it's just, man, it's just so, it's so watered down right now. So ain't nobody out here trying. There's ain't nobody out here trying to be the best, or even trying to even attempt to call themselves the best right now. No, man. And you know what I'm saying? I, I can't. I can honestly feel my. I mean, I can stand to hear Wayne or Jay Z come out and say the best rapper alive right about now. You know, go ahead and and, and, and and hit the scene back hard like that. You know, it's gonna take an old veteran in the game to go ahead and put everything back on track. Yeah, it would take like a. It would, it would honestly take like just like uh, with Jay Z with the death of Auto Tune. It would take Jay Z dropping a, a record single off a new album, talking about the industry of how it is right now when it comes to rapping for him, for the climate to really just shift. It would take him to shift it. Um, all right, anyway. As we go, let's, let's move on. Um, Suge Knight, uh, Knight lawyer alleges uh, in 2014 shooting was a, they say it was a legend that it was a hit by Dr. Dre. Um, I think this was on the, um, i trying to remember where, where it was at the shooting. Like, I'm trying to think. Uh, it wasn't on the, it wasn't on the hey, set of. Hey, it's somebody in my door. Somebody in my yeah, so the situation with uh, with Shug Knight in 2014, I can't remember what it what it stemmed from. It wasn't it wasn't didn't have anything to do with the uh, NWA situation. The NWA when they was making the NWA movie, I know he's in court for that, but uh, I know the lawyer was bringing up bringing up brought that up as well. Uh, no, I think I know what it was. Uh, 2014 VMAs. There was a shooting at a uh, at a pre VMA party that Chris Brown held. Um, right. And, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so now that the lawyer is claiming that, that Dre put a hit out on Shug, so you know what? If Dre wanted Shug dead, he would have got Shug dead a long time ago. Exactly. Man, it's like, man, I was like, dude, come on, let's be real. Dre been had the money to get Shug out the game. Yeah. I mean, come on, he's a billionaire, man. He can he can put whoever, however, and they won't even shoot. They won't even find out. Man. That's a crocker. Man, listen, I'm see, we got some topics tonight, everybody, where you may hear some curse words come out of my mouth. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, bear with me. He ain't done with me yet. I'm still learning. <laughs> but that's a crocker shit. Yeah, man. It's like everything that Shane Knight is going through right now, I mean, it's all straight up karma, man. It's karma all day long. Because we all know that Tupac had, I mean, that sure had Tupac killed. We all know this. Because you can't sit here and tell me that this big, almost 300 pound dude in the car with this skinny little bald head dude, the skinny dude gonna get hit more than this big dude in drop side. I just, yeah, I just, I'm sorry. I mean, from, from, from the ballistics and everything like that, the bullets came with, with, with everything was shot on Tupac's side because Tupac was in the passenger seat. Still, truly, still. I, this, I know what you're saying. This big nigga didn't get hit. <laughs> he got grazed across the head. Man, that he should have called a couple. He should have called a couple, couple strays and damn stuff. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know, man. You know, it's you man. Look, if you gonna set somebody up, at least make it look for me. That's all I'm saying. So, you know what? That's what we gonna do. We gonna do a. a we gonna do. A hip hop rejects unsolved mystery <laughs> show. 
<laughs> we should just hit the freaking unsolved mysteries thing like right now. Uh, we gonna we gonna talk about Park. We gonna talk about Big. We gonna talk about uh, Jail Master J. Like all the unsolved mysteries. We gonna talk about this stuff. Yeah, man. It's just like it's, uh, yeah, it's like I said. Everything he's going through, everything she's going through right now from the. From the uh, whole incident, you know, when he ran over, when he ran over the guy during the making of the NWA movie, he's going to jail for that. Um, all that junk is all karma. All everything he's dealing with, because you know, it comes around. And just it, it, prime example, O.J. Simpson went to jail for stealing his own trophies back. That's some dumb shit. I don't even want to talk about the O.J. trial. That's some dumb shit. But like, come on now, okay. I ain't gonna talk. I'm not. I'm not gonna talk about the trial. But you gotta agree with me, y'all. Like that was. We all know that OJ did. It. If but, it does not fit, you must quit. But come on, man. We, Listen, I, man. Look, I know he did it. We all know he did it. But you know why we felt that. Way. And this, and don't get me wrong, it's wrong to feel this way. But at the time, this was right after. Rodney King, right? So people, you know, were, people, like, people were already, yeah. people were already on edge, and they felt like you know, black people being was you know, Rodney King was done wrong. So even though, in the sense of you know the situation, even though yes, murder's wrong, but it's just a thing that Black America wanted to see the black athlete get one over, just like it's happened to white man a whole lot so that's just you know that's just, mean, that's just how it was at the time what I'm looking at is like we, we see how things are repeating themselves look at all the the murders that's been going on with uh, cops and stuff lately killing black people it's like they always find a way to get their revenge somehow yeah it's always it's yeah. always always a situation Always a situation that comes up, and like I said, with the OJ situation, the dude got put, he got sent to prison for stealing his own sports memorabilia back. He got put in jail for some dumb shit. So, you know, hey, it is what it is. Um, all right, man. So, um, from hot, uh, from hotnewhiphop.com released a uh, article about uh, how much do rappers make for club appearances. Um, they had a really short list just to give you know people an idea of what they make. Uh, I want to share this list with you guys. Uh, let's see. First, we got Future uh, appear at a club doing New Year's Eve. Got paid two hundred and fifty thousand for an appearance. Nicki Minaj also. This was a New Year's Eve appearance, two hundred thirty-six thousand. I find it very weird that Future made more money than Nicki, but that's just me. Um, you know what? He got paid extra because Batman vs Superman was coming out, and he came out. <laughs> he came out in his back. He came out. You know, you know this nigga like to wear capes and shit. So you know, he came out no, looking like Batman. Get no, on that man. No man, you talking about you man? You talking about Will Smith son man? No, hold on, hold on. That was that was that was Jaden Smith man. He showed up at the prom with with a white Batman suit on. Prom person. Man, no future do it too. <laughs> These niggas think because they get a little money, they all that all all common sense when it comes to wearing clothes go the fuck out the window. Like 
bruh, put some khakis in a polo shirt on. Like, damn. <laughs> yeah, him and his hats, man. That's, I don't get him and his hats. His hats are kind of weird. Only uh, person that get away with them hats is for real. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just because it's for real. Um, then we got like, some non-celebs. We got Diddy Sons, Quincy. Um, for club appearances, 10 G's. Rich Army Kwan gets paid like five figures, and shoot, even Ray J. Uh, no, no shade on, on Ray J. Ray J's, even though people depict him as different. I've met Ray J personally, talked to him, had conversations with him. Very cool guy, very down to earth. Him and his mom, super cool, super cool. But yeah, he gets paid like 70,000 for club appearances. Well, man, sure, he can freaking have a career just off club appearances alone, honestly. I ain't lying. I know. Um, I'm so sick of having to pay to get in the club. I want to get paid to go to the club one time. Shoot. And then on top of that, shoot, with the artists, man, they can be late. Well, let me say, they can be late. They are late most of the time. Uh, a lot of the times. And they, shoot, they make a, they do a walkthrough and then they done. Shoot, 30, See, 20 minute walkthrough and out the door. Hey, shouts out uh, Club Onyx. If y'all listening, get the hip hop rejects out there for one show. You know what I'm saying? We'll come through. We'll we'll grace y'all. We'll show up early and stay after. We'll stay till y'all close. Hit us with 250 G's. Sure. Watch how we blow up. You wait. (laughs) Of course we'll stay before and after Young. If you know what Onyx is in Houston. Anyway, um, yeah. I know. I, I trust you. Trust, I, trust, trust man. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, nah, they get paid to be in a club for every bit of 20 minutes. And, you know, for the most part, anybody, anybody that knows if an artist's not performing at a particular venue, if they're there to make a, you know, if so-and-so and so-and-so is going to be there, it's really all to to get the bodies into the club and to, you know, honestly, for really to to recoup that money back as well that they paying these artists and plus get some more as well and profit from it. Right. So, and it just, that's just a, you know, having these artists show up and do walkthroughs, it's just a traffic driver, honestly. That's all, that's all it really is. People don't get mad when the artists only spend, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes at the club and do a walkthrough. Don't be mad. They just, they, they was just, that was just there to get you getting to come in. And you fell for it. So. Okay, I want to, I want to talk about something real, real, that's, that, that kind of bothered me real quick. And it relates to clubs and how they be trying to make their money back and stuff. So a local person here in our hometown threw a birthday party at the convention center. And just to get in regularly to that party, to their birthday party, they charge $20. Then to get into VIP, it was $50. Then they had, they were selling liquor in there. They were selling fifths of stuff like Crown and Hennessy for $80 or $90 a bottle. And people were going in there buying it. Listen, I'm I'm not hating on nobody hustle. But when you, when you do something like that, don't you gotta look at where you throwing your party at, or what you, what you doing at your club and where your club is located at? Because you're not gonna make no money if your surrounding area is not used to that type of lifestyle. Right. If you get in, in an area where people used to paying five or ten dollars to get in the club, 
the first time you put $20 up, they looking at you like you crazy. You just wasted your money. When they can go to the club around the corner and do the same thing they was doing in your club for $5. Clubs are just grown up school dances. That's just how I see it. Um, but yeah, though, man, um, with, uh, with that, um, especially, you know, back where we're from and stuff like that, um, people from, from my, from my area don't really know how to rock the club scene properly, um, when it comes to the business itself as a whole or, or how to treat, you know, artists when they're trying to you know, promote themselves and come into their establishment and, you know, do something to, you know, um, to perform or whatever, whatever the case may be. Yeah, they, 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 they have a really bad habit of that type of stuff, so. Because Gotti came to town, Gotti came to town, looked at the club he was supposed to be at and pulled off. Oh, I don't blame him. Like, like, he ain't that far from home. <laughs> he had it. He had already had his money. The club was just trying to get their money back because they had to pay him beforehand. Yep. So you know, like, like, damn, y'all. You know, I it, it's certain situations I don't blame an artist, but there's other situations where I'm like, that's cold because Drake did something one time when he first hit the scene that was cold blooded. Anybody that's from the South, y'all know about, or you went to a black college, or your your college has a black sorority or something on campus, you know about Q Delta Week. Well, where I went to college at, that's where they held Q Delta Week at down in Hattiesburg. And they paid Drake to come and do a show. Drake came two hours late, got on stage, did a half a verse to the best I ever had, and a half a verse to another song said thank you, good night, and left. And I thought that was like the the most low down, cold blooded shit I had ever seen in my life. Yeah, but I that's never, the yeah, I, yeah, I never, you know, I know artists have a lot of lot to do and things of that nature, but that's also the reason why you have an assistant, why you have a manager. Uh, things of that nature when shoot even when I was doing uh, marketing promotion and uh, for the labels I was doing it for back in college man it was like man artists was always there's a few artists that I met that were like truly on time I give you a really good example uh, did a promo for Jagged Edge J.E. Uh, not J.E. Heartbreak it was uh, an album after the first of the name of it um, I did a promo for that album Man, these boys was like, oh, they were about a good three hours late. People just waiting. I was like, dude, it's like, that's no way to, you know. Yeah, I know who they need to go back and study. They need to go back and study the Jacksons. Because when the Jackson 5 was hot, they weren't late for appearances. They weren't late for shows or nothing like that. Y'all want that type of crowds, then you gotta be on time, do the whole show, give a whole song. You know, don't go and expect the crowd to sing your song or nothing like that. 
Cause y'all know, cause they know the words. You gotta give a show, man. I can honestly say that about Beyonce, man. Like if you if you watch a Beyonce concert or something, she has she honestly gave a show. J Cole on his last tour, J Cole gave a show, bro. Yeah, most yeah, I mean like most of your artists that you know you see on tour or anything like that, they they do most of the time they do their due diligence and you know give you a good show. Uh, R. Kelly is an exception to the rule because I've heard about some shows he didn't did, didn't completely do what he's supposed to do, but it was late. But yeah, but you know most artists that are higher stature, you know. Diddy, um, the boy Diddy uh, was talking about uh, this actually came up on uh, Nori, and it was came up on a podcast that Nori's on. Uh, I can't think of the name of it, uh, but shout out to Nori though. Um, uh, DMX mentioned that Diddy passed on signing him um, because his voice was too rough. Um, that Diddy's probably kicking himself now though. When he passed up on DMX and though he passed on Nelly too. Um, but yeah, with DMX, he said it was too rough. Um, DMX did say though um, that, you know, unlike everybody else, that when he was shopping his deal at the time, he was like, I'm Diddy told him face to face. That's why he didn't want to sign him. You know, he was, you know, he respected the fact that he was man enough to, you know, tell him that, tell him that face to face. But, when DMX did sign with Def Jam, though, uh, he said Diddy did come back to him and offered him double of what Def Jam was paying. Him. Damn! But evidently it didn't work though. Cause I, I'm just like this, man. I can't. I'm glad. See, things work out for a reason because I can't hear DMX talking about some bad boy. When you hear DMX, the first click you think of is Rough Riders. Yep. You know. You went that whole click just seemed like that whole Rough Rider click with Swiss Beats and all them. That just seemed like that was molded for X. I think it still would have worked though because uh, I think even at the time, because shoot, the locks and them were part of that whole Rough Rider movement too. And you know, the locks was part of Bad Boy, so um, I mean, I'm pretty sure it probably would have still worked out. It probably would have still been around. I think Rough Rider was just his. It could. I'm not 100 percent sure. I want to say that probably was his management or whatever at the time. Um, Rough Rider. I know with Violet, no Violet was the management. But I know for Buster Rhymes and them at the time. Um, Rough Rider was the biker group. Was yeah, well, yeah, it was a biker group. But I think it also was part of. A, I think it was also a, a management thing as well. Because it, it was actual. It was an actual uh, imprint as well. Because I used to show up on a lot of the videos. Um, that will come up as a subsidiary to like Def Jam or stuff like that. So, um, over the weekend, uh, we had NWA got inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, kind of heard about this like right before uh, we went live with the show. Um, kudos to, to the to NWA. Um, but one thing I do have to say about about the whole induction to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, why I bring this up, is Where's the hip hop hall of fame? I, I googled one, and you know they say they're trying to trying to build one. And there's a part of New York they're trying to build one. They're trying to build a hip hop museum in New York. But like, yeah, this is, but it's like you know, I feel like NWA is NWA is out of place in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 
and I know people clarify rock and roll, uh, especially with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it, it covers a lot of different genres, but rock and roll um, at one point still at, at, at the point in music, it's its own genre of music. And, Right. Like I said, I think that I think that you know the minds of hip hop, the moguls of hip hop, um, we need to come together and we need to put together a hip hop all the fame. Yeah, and you know you got um, uh, you got Run DMC they in the hip hop. I mean they in the rock and roll hall of fame, and it's it's a couple of more hip hop artists that's up in there. And they 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 just they they tend to put all music in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But I agree. I feel like there should be a R&B Hall of Fame and a Hip Hop Hall of Fame. You know, go ahead and separate the genres out and give them all. It's there's there's enough cities around. I mean, around the United States where all these genres of music can have their own Hall of Fame. Yeah, like for example, like R&B. Uh, R&B should be. Like in Detroit, because R and B is like this Motown type, you know? right? So I think that I think that's where that particular shit exists. Hip hop, of course, would be in New York. Um, so yeah, man, I think that um, that should definitely be a thing that uh, us in the hip hop community should strive for. I mean, shoot, people should start an actual petition to get a, a rock and I mean, a hip hop hall of fame going and get something that's you know. And actually get something that's televised too, man, you know. But all the other shows we got convoluting, you know, the airways that don't really too much mean much. Um that are that are out there. I think we should I think they should, you know, do a do a hip hop hall of fame. I think it's something that's really needed, needed in the culture and something on top of that is something to as an artist to strive for to know that okay, you know, when you're an artist you strive to one to win a Grammy, and two, you know, there was a Hip Hop Hall of Fame, to be in the Hip Hop Hall of Fame, you know, and right. the other things would be, have a number one record, you know, go platinum, go diamond, those are all accomplishments as an artist that you, you know, that those things, that bucket list as an artist that you want to hit uh, when you get into this game of music, so I think the Hall of Fame is something that's definitely, definitely, definitely needed, so... Yeah, we they need to come together and get that, get that jumping. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, man. Um, okay, just gonna get into um, at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, we played a song by the we played a song uh, by Tech Nine called uh, called Bitch. Um, basically, the 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 remnants of the song is basically. Tech Nine, if you don't know who he is, Tech Nine is an independent hip hop artist, large following, uh, tours all the time every year. Uh, one of the top grossing artists we mentioned on before uh, for last year uh, is one of the top earners, and he does this all off touring. He's straight independent. He's never had a major. Um, but basically, the song was about um, was basically talking about how. Um, as a as an artist, he has that following from I would say non-black America. We'll say it that way. Um, has that following, but he can't. But he's you know basically in the song, but he says breaking into houses, breaking into niggas' houses, which means 
bring into you know black culture of black America's black America's houses to get their you know to get them to be listeners of it, of his music. Um, so the question I pose is, Young is you know why as hip hop artists and this goes the same for us as a product of hip hop ourselves. And I'm not saying and I'm not judging, you know, the listeners that we have or anything like that, but white America or just non-black America tends to support hip-hop culture 10 times over more than black America does. My opinion, in my opinion, I feel like we are so caught up in our areas now, you know. Like, we only want to support certain people from certain areas, or you only want to support artists that relate more to you, or something like that, when you got some people that's out there that's just like the music in general, and it seems like, and it seems like the other races, because hip-hop is purely ours, this, this, it's purely ours, we, we, we act like it's not gonna go nowhere. Like, can't nobody take it from us. So we we, we like the the wife that think her husband ain't going nowhere. Right. But you know, he out cheating with the white woman, or the Asian, or the Mexican, or you know any other race. And they and they want so desperately to be a part of it that they're willing to, you know, take a li- a hard listen at it. And pay more attention to it and support it more than we do because we're stuck in the mind frame of thinking it's not going nowhere. It's gonna always belong to us. That's a very, that's a great point. That's a great point on that. Um, yeah, man. You know, um, with that, with that, with hip hop, man, it's like um, those are the. That's the majority of the fan base. Um, for a lot of art, I mean, don't get me wrong. It does not matter um, how, who listens to the music or anything like that. But the larger the supporter, and you know, every artist, major artist or artist in general, has this as a running joke when it comes to you know, when it comes to music in general. You know, everybody else will go out and buy your music, but the black people, they go, they, they support, they listen to you, but they bootleg it. They didn't buy it straight up. Yeah, that's true. And so it's like, it's like, why is that, man? It's like, why don't you know? You guys should be, you guys should be supporting, supporting the art. And you wonder why, you know, you get mad at the war shows when your artists or you feel somebody or the safe, for example, let's let's hit a let's hit a, a hardcore right now. Or why Beyonce or whoever didn't win in a particular category, and or. Any other, any other your favorite artist? Yeah, because you didn't buy that record. That 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 affected, you know, that artist's outcome. You don't know that that you buying a record, you you putting in your your money to support that artist in any way you can uh, affected the outcome of that artist probably winning an award and getting the accolade, and you know you being happy, you know, happy at the fact that your that your favorite artist that somebody that you support and listen to and it. Know, that you love listening to one an award and a lot of people don't a lot of people don't think about it and a lot of people don't really see it that way um, when it comes to supporting artists and 
you know, buying the music or buying a t-shirt or anything, man. Anything that the artist put out that you claim that you, you know, that you die, you're a diehard fan for and that you love, uh, you know, don't download, don't, don't bootleg the music, man. Like, go out there, if you say, you know, you're a true fan of Drake or whoever, don't, don't bootleg his music, don't go to the man on the corner, don't, don't, don't buy that CD from the guy that's always coming through the barbershop trying to sell you something. Like, get on your, get on your phone, or go to Best Buy or wherever that you go to consume music. And you know, most of us nowadays consume music through through our phones most of the time. Go to iTunes, go to Google Play, go download that. Go even if you don't like the whole album that the artist puts out, download the songs that you truly like from that artist. You supported the artist in some form or somewhere. Right, because you can pretty much just stream everything now. You know, and they get their due justice from you just streaming their music. But, you know, he's right. You know, as a former artist myself, I've given away plenty of CDs for free. But I would rather, you know, if I'm going to give somebody something for free, if you're going to get it for free, let me give it to you. Right. And they put out enough mixtapes and stuff for free. And they do that so you can go buy the CD. Right. And, and, and again, you know, in the hip hop culture, man, you know, mixtapes is is that thank you to the fans, to the to the fan support. But if you didn't buy or support the, the content that was had a price tag on it, you know, you getting the mixtape, you mean you just you just taking advantage because you, you really didn't get, you really didn't support that artist to get that artist, and then you just take 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 and not giving anything back. That's true. It take all of us, man. It's a it, it it's a process for a reason, man. Yeah, we all need to support the process. And support, you know, support your favorite hip hop artists, um, no matter the race of the people. But more importantly, man, like you know, you know, our black people out here, like support, support your artists, support the hip hop artists that you claim that you love, that you love listening to. Um, You know, of course, you know you're gonna buy the ticket to see it, to see them in, see them in concert, of course. But no, go go buy that music because. That's what their that's what their success hinges on when you buy the album, when you buy the record. Man. Like like you have to you have to support that artist because then you're upset because your artist didn't do well or they got dropped from the label because they didn't do good because it's all about for the record labels, man, depending on how that artist is set up if they're independent or with a major. It all, it always, especially when you were a major, it all hinges on how you do that first week. It's all going to hinge on if the artist is going to drop another single. You wonder, you see him, one like, man, you know, such and such, another song on, on so and so album, album was how come they ain't dropped another single? Because you didn't support them, you didn't support that artist, you didn't go out and buy that album that first week. And all in record labels, they hinge everything on first week sales. So you guys got to make sure you go out. Support, support the artists day one when they drop when they drop a record. No matter what. If you see if you claim you're a fan, go support them. Righteous. Alright man. Um you said you wanted to get into something uh about the boy D Banner, yeah? Uh well I, I'm gonna save that topic for another time. Okay. I it, it's something that's really important and with you being from Mississippi, me being from Mississippi and um it affects a lot of people okay. because it's a broad spectrum of people that can be affected for 
uh, uh, about it. The okay. governor of the state of Mississippi just passed a bill, signed a bill into law that says uh, that if you choose so, it's it's a religious freedom act that if you choose so because you feel like your re- re- religion says it, you don't have to serve or um, let homosexuals or anybody that you feel like is against your religion or or their lifestyle affects is is not supported by your religion you can turn them away now I'm the reason I'm bringing this up because we me and you both we 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 probably reaching out to a broad spectrum of people and so this could be unjust to them also and I'm I'm truly embarrassed for my state because in this day and age, I mean, true enough, a lot of people, a lot of us were raised to think that being a homosexual is wrong. But if those people, what those people choose to do in their home behind closed doors, that's nobody's business, in my opinion. Even though our religion may say it's not right, that's what they, that's the choice that they made. And what that does is open up the floodgates to other type of discriminations, uh, which uh, could be like, you know, race. Like if I go into a white person's um, restaurant, they don't have to serve me if they feel like their religion say black people shouldn't eat in their restaurant. So, you know, I just wanted to address that, man, because I think it's wrong. We all, we live in a day and age now, it's, well, instead of trying to separate ourselves from everybody else because of how somebody living or something like that we all need to be come trying to come together because in these times man we gonna end up all needing each other because guess what that same homosexual that you said you couldn't that couldn't come in your restaurant and eat or couldn't come in your store and shop may be a doctor that may have to save your life and you'll never know and you you know what I'm saying? The woman I the, the woman I marry, I hope that she's as open-minded as I am. And, you know, and I hope that, you know, the rest of the world can one day get to that thing. Because as long as you're not, as long as you, what you do in your privacy or your own home doesn't affect my life personally, I don't care what you do. And that's how and we all stay in our own lanes and mind our own business. And tend to our own families and our own lives. This world will be such a better place. And like I said, I'm embarrassed for the state of Mississippi because we were already one of the poorest states, and you just alienated a whole section of the population. And those people gonna pick up and move. And you may be happy for a little bit, but when it start hurting your pockets, then you're gonna be looking stupid in the face. Yeah, I'll say this on that on on that particular topic. Um, you shouldn't, as far as me, I'm as far as myself, you know, being a Christian. Um, you shouldn't turn shouldn't turn those people away, especially in in that place, you know, where it's it's a place where it's open, but you don't know that person' particular situation, what they're going through. Um, what's their situation? What's their struggle? Um, with God and things like that, and you know that's the that's the should be a place that somebody should be able to go and 
you know, not feel judged. Um, but with that, you know, and who knows, man, it's, it, it could be going, going to to change the, to change themselves. We don't know that. They could be, they could be, you know, you know, going to God to search for, to search for that, you know, and to search for that, you know, that peace of mind or whatever, whatever it is they may be going through, man. So, you know, yeah, that's not that type of particular thing. That's not right. That's some, some Donald Trump type stuff that they're doing, doing back in Mississippi right now. But, uh, I think we, uh, I think we, um, they hit our mark tonight, young, on that one. Um, we're going to bring the podcast to a close. Um, want to also mention, let you guys know, um, hit us up on Twitter at the Hip Hop Rejects. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, search for the Hip Hop Reject, search for the logo, see it there. Um, also, uh, you guys can also donate uh, to the Hip Hop Rejects on our PayPal. You can also hit us up at Spreadshirt and purchase a t shirt from the Hip Hop Reject and also, you know, donate to the podcast that way. And you can also um, get us through, uh, become a patron of the Hip Hop Rejects as well. And you can also, you can do all of that. By visiting our SoundCloud page, and when you're checking out the latest episodes of the Hip Hop Rejects, um, that it, young? Yeah, that's it, man. Um, remember, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, like he said, Twitter. Um, we everywhere on social media. Um, before we get out of here, I just want to say, you know what I'm saying? Everybody practice peace and love. We appreciate y'all once again, man. Y'all have humbled us. And we really appreciate y'all. Y'all stay blessed. Y'all keep indulging in this hip hop culture, expanding it, making it better than it already than it already has become. And you know, we out this joint. Yep. Once again, episode twenty. Uh, we out, y'all. Peace. <laughs>